From Grafton, West Virginia, this is the Living Unleashed Podcast. Hi, and welcome to Living Unleashed. I'm your host, Alex Runneman. This is a production growing out of my passion for identifying, questioning, and addressing the many challenges I face as an entrepreneur, father, and as a resident of my small Appalachian hometown. From community revitalization to work and business to health and everything in between, join me as we discuss the challenges, but most importantly, search for solutions that may assist you in your quest to unleash yourself and your community. Welcome to episode one. That's right, episode one. We've recorded uh, audio and video for years, but this is the first time we're actually putting things into the podcasting format. So welcome. Glad you're here to to start this adventure off with us. This episode is part one of a three-part interview with Dr. Randy Turner of The Well Integrated Wellness in Fairmont, West Virginia, who's also a 30-plus year veteran of ER medicine. Dr. Randy Turner takes us through how we fight back against COVID-19. Hello, I'm Alex Renneman from Unleashed Tiger, and I'm with Dr. Tur- Randy Turner from The Well Integrated Wellness in Fairmont, West Virginia. Uh, also, uh, handles emergency medicine. Dr. Turner, thanks for coming on. I know you know we hadn't even postponed this because of some uh, you know emergency meetings there in the ER that you had to attend. But thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule at a time where you you guys in the health profession are really being called upon. I really appreciate you coming on the program. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to come. Actually, it's been great uh, to have somebody interested in the community that wants to put something like this out because it's certainly uh, something that we need to know. It's timely and it's certainly very important. So, yeah, I'm glad to be able to be here, even though it's been a busy time. Uh, uh, you know, we'll get through it, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, maybe just start with that giant question. We've, we've all seen what's in the news or going across social media feeds or what we hear from our friends and family that are concerned with COVID 19. Uh, can you just what's can you just tell us what your perspective is on it at this point and 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 knowing it changes by not just the day by the hour sometimes yeah that's really true and it's kind of interesting because it is a new virus or a novel virus that's part of the name that's why the name is covid-19 uh so you know, the, the things are changing all the time and the information that comes out changes a little bit here and there and everywhere and because of that, and because we don't know a lot about it already, that's why there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I think that's why this type of a format is good to try to clear up some of that and try to, you know, realize that, you know, something we say today may change tomorrow. It's hard to say for sure because it is something that's new and we're trying the best we can to figure this thing out. But we've got some good information so far and, and definitely uh, I think it's becoming clearer as time goes on. We know that it's a contagious variant of a, a coronavirus. Coronaviruses aren't new, they've been around forever. Um, but this is new and that's why it's caused such a uh, stir, I guess you might say, in the media and uh, along the medical field as well because because it's new, we don't know how it's gonna react. Uh, we kind of know how coronaviruses react, but since this is kind of a variant, uh, yeah, we kind of, you gotta be careful and so, um, we know that it can cause death. We know it can cause illnesses, especially in immunocompromised people, but so can the regular flu. And so, you know, I, I think that in fact, the flu might end up causing more deaths than this, this virus, but it, we won't know that yet. And we're still, it's in flux. So uh, we're trying to be proactive. Uh, not that we shouldn't have never been doing the hand washing and all the things they're telling us to do now because this stuff's been around for a long time. Uh, but anyway, I think that we've been through SARS, which is S-A-R-S, which is another type of virus, MERS, M-E-R-S, H1N1, all these similar acting viruses, we've already been through those. So we know that 
uh, kind of like the progression of disease and things like that. This one seems to be more, a little more contagious than those, some of them, uh, and, and can be deadlier in some cases. But uh, the main, main concern is that it's new and it's unknown. Uh, it spreads rapidly and obviously um, that's been ramped up by the media to a large degree. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories about how it started, where it came from. We know that it started in China. I do know that for a fact. Was it uh, man-made? Was it coming from an animal? I mean, all these things that are, we just don't know all those answers yet, but certainly it's something to be looking at down the road. But, you know, I think, you know, the, the media ramping things up to the point of people literally running out and fighting over toilet paper <laughs> has yeah. really been ridiculous. And uh, Franklin Roosevelt said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And I think that fits in this case. Yeah, I think that's well said. I, you know, it, you, you give uh, give anything in, in this society. At least this has shown us that we did not that we didn't already know it. But um, there's a lot of people, a lot of distrust of media, of politicians, of leaders around the world. And something comes, something like this comes around, and just it just spreads like wildfire. And media, of course, you know, the more we're glued to TVs and and their sites and stuff, the more you know, the more the more revenue they make from ads. And so unfortunately the machine is built to kind of to fear monger and i think there is a bunch of that but but you mentioned that there's some real concerns here so can you help us i know there are folks kind of on either side of this fence i mean most people thank goodness seem to be taking it serious and following the social distancing and the, and the rules that are being placed out there that said uh, what do you say to those obviously the folks that are that are going out and hoarding toilet paper you know shame shame i mean let's let's get it right but the folks that are on the other side saying this is complete hoax this is nothing more about where do you fall in this in terms of your experience? And again, new data is going to change, maybe change our opinions in right. the future. But what can you tell those folks that are maybe thinking this is all a bunch of nothing? Well, I mean, I'd say it's not a hoax. I mean, we definitely are seeing people die and it is a virus, obviously. And because it's a virus and because people are uh, coming down with it and it seems to spread rather quickly, I mean, that's not something that you should ignore. And so, yeah, we should take precautions and we should uh, be uh, in, on the lookout for things that we might be able to do to try to help prevent those symptoms and to help to prevent getting the disease even. And so, you know, that's the main thing is that people don't panic. I mean, actually try to use a calm head and a, a way to look at things, but, you know, in a natural way. And, and what can I do? And what should I do and when should I do it? And, and yeah, I mean, don't blow it off. I mean, it's definitely out there. We know it's real. It's just a matter of, you know, how are we gonna get through it? And so there's ways you can do that. I, I mean, obviously I'm on the front line in the emergency medicine field and I've done that for 30 years. So I've kind of seen these things come and go over that period of time and I kind of know how they operate and I know how to take care of yourself. So, I mean, I really think that uh, there's some practical information here, but uh, definitely not something you should just blow off because it's real. Yeah, and you, you mentioned earlier that there are comparisons between the seasonal flu that we see, the influenza we see, that the fact that it's a coronavirus and some things, how it's transmission a little bit, but there are differences. Can you, because uh, you know, you, you see that battle on, space, on social media as well. People are saying, this is just like the flu. And other people say, it's nothing like the flu. When yeah. the reality, the, 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 the real, the, the, the truth is likely somewhere in the middle. Can you help yeah. guide us a little bit about what, what comparing the two? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good thing to do because you might come down with symptoms and we're seeing that in people coming to the hospitals now. 
they come in and they just don't know what to do because do I have symptoms of it? Do I not have symptoms of it? We're telling people that if you have the symptoms, uh, really you should stay at home or go through a drive-through testing facility, which WVU and uh, a lot of other hospitals have already started that, Davis Hospital, uh, UHC, all those are doing that now. So the question is, how do I know if I have those symptoms? Well, if you don't know what the symptoms are, you're not gonna know that. So I'd, I would like to kind of clarify some of those things. So you, you know, come out of this with knowing a little bit more about it. I mean, the seasonal flu, you usually have a dry cough and usually a fever, okay? But guess what? So with COVID-19, you still have a dry cough and a fever. So those things are actually the same. The difference is with COVID-19, these people that have the dry cough eventually develop shortness of breath, and then they become difficult with their breathing, and then they can actually go on to, to you know, expire from that. So, you know, that's a difference. You know, if you've got shortness of breath and difficulty breathing, you need to be tested if you've got a dry cough and a fever. So, and especially if you've been in contact with somebody that tested positive. So again, the symptoms are similar in that you have a cough and a fever on both of them, but uh, if you start getting shortness of breath and, uh, and difficulty with breathing and all that, you need to get checked and you need to go to the doctor. You should call your physician though before you do that because they're gonna give you some information about where to go and how to get tested easily. Um, again, other symptoms, aching, fever, headache, chills, all that goes along with flu. These surprisingly aren't that common with COVID. So if you've got an achy, uh, runny nose and you're tired and you got headache and chills and a fever and a dry cough, you probably don't have COVID. So again, that's a little bit different. I mean, if you've got those things, that's probably the, general, the regular flu or just a cold. Uh, the flu, usually it comes on rather rapidly. Once you contact it, it hits you pretty quick. Within a day or two, you're going to be sick. Whereas COVID, once you contact it, it's a few days later that you get it. So it might take five, four, five, six days before after you contact it that you're gonna end up with getting symptoms. So that's another thing. Let's say that you came in contact with somebody that was coughing and sneezing yesterday, in two days you're starting the same thing. That's probably not COVID that you got from that. So uh, that is good in a way to understand that because it also can help you understand the way it's transmitted because even though you may not come down with it for five or six or seven days, you still have the virus in you. So during that time, you've got to kind of stay away from other people and things like that. So that's one of the reasons why they're doing what they're doing with trying to keep people away from each other and, and distancing and all that stuff. As far as the infectious nature of it, the, uh, the flu, it's sort of like a, a marathon. I mean, it, once you get it, you kind of just have it for a while. The COVID, it's more like it's a sprint. That'd be the best way to me understand it. Once you come down with the symptoms, you're gonna get sick pretty quick. So that's another difference. How about people dying? Well, people die from the flu, people die from the COVID. That's no different. Uh, not, not that everybody gets it. It's a very, very low percentage of people that die. I mean, honestly, even with COVID, now they're saying between one and 2%. So 98 to 99 people out of 100 aren't gonna die from it, they're gonna recover. Um, flu is probably a little bit less than that, but not a whole lot less. And I think these numbers are ones that we're gonna be watching to change the most over the next few uh, weeks, because as we test more people, we're gonna know they have it more, and as people are uh, coming down with it, we'll know what their outcomes are. So that's gonna give us a better sample. Um, as far as natural immunity, I hear that all the time. I mean, do you have natural immunity to the flu? Well, 
you can have some natural immunity to the flu, but flu viruses are changing all the time. And so you may have natural immunity to the flu last year because you got the flu, but the flu this year is different. So you may not be able to have immunity to that. Now, however, if the flu that comes along this year is similar to the one last year, you may have some natural immunity. So you may be okay in that regard. There is no natural immunity to COVID-19. It's a brand new virus. So the natural immunity, as far as the antibodies that's already in your system, aren't gonna help you in that regard. Now, you still have an immune system, and obviously you're gonna have some immunity based on how strong that is. But again, you don't really have natural immunity to COVID when it comes to uh, already have some exposure to it, because it's new. Um, the one good thing I will say about this, then uh, the difference is flu affects a lot of kids, and kids can actually come down and have really, really bad outcomes with the flu. Whereas COVID, that's, we were not seeing that to be the case at all. This is more toward older people uh, with uh, sick and, uh, and impaired immune systems. Not that younger people can't get it, they can, and we're starting to see that to be ramped up a little bit as we test more people. But it, we don't have any deaths in children that I know of uh, with COVID, whereas we have seen some deaths with children with flu in the past. Yeah, I hope that, that explains sense. a little better. I, I think that's great. There's some really good information in there because um, you, you hear all kinds of stuff. It's, I think that's really good. Let me have one more question kind of along these same lines, which is, uh, again, when you see stuff on social media about how it's, how it's uh, spread from one person to the other, um, you know, you're, you've got conversations around, well, when springtime's come out, we'll have mosquitoes and, and ticks and these things. Uh, you know, there, there's people that are concerned. How, how, can, you, how can you really contract uh, COVID-19 at this time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the concern is legitimate in that uh, what if we have mosquitoes that carry the virus, uh, like it does with malaria or some of these other diseases, or ticks, which carry other diseases. Right now, we can't say for sure uh, 100%, but I can tell you that it's almost certain that we can tell you that insects and animals and things that thing are not carrying COVID-19. So. Um, not that they can't because COVID-19 actually is coronavirus. Other coronaviruses have been carried by uh, animals. In fact, that was one of the things that people thought might have started all this over uh, in China was that there's an armadillo anteater cross-like animal over there that they, they know that coronavirus lives in. And it's a protected species there, but people still uh, kill them when they're not supposed to. And they use the... Uh, the uh, meat is something that they like to eat. It's like a delicacy, and then people could get it from that. Well, we don't know for sure that that's how it started, but I can tell you that there's no cases that have been shown at all to be carried by insects or any other animals or anything like that. So if you're not over in over there eating uh, the meat from uh, that particular animal, you're probably not going to contract it. But, you know, we'll wait and see. I think the, the jury's still out on that a little bit, but I can tell you that right now I, I feel very confident in saying that you're not going to get it from an insect or a, or a pet or anything like that. That's great. All right. Thanks. We're here with, with Dr. Randy Turner from the Well Integrative Medicine in Fairmont, uh, giving us some tips, some awesome information around COVID-19. Uh, come back for part two. We're going to talk about um, how our body uh, treats a virus like COVID-19 and what are things we can do. We're not helpless here. Um, what are things we can do in our daily life to help protect us uh, from, from the virus? So come back with us. Uh, Dr. Turner, again, thanks for sticking around and thanks for on this first part.